Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ann and Una. And you're listening to Engage, the podcast. the podcast a podcast where we discuss all things wedding planning and healthy relationships as per usual it is your boy they know who i am <laughs> you are annoying <laughs> well uh in case you don't know who i am uh it's an ife oh yeah i guess we could have like new listeners i'm anthony <laughs> nice to see y'all or whatever i feel like the waiter thing where we'd be like uh hey um enjoy your meal you'd okay, be like yeah, you, you too, too. <laughs> Dang, dang it. All right, yeah. So welcome back to episode two. Yeah. We're we're back. Episode two, two months and a day into our Wow um, our marriage. Yeah, it's like been exactly two months. And a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh crazy times, um, but not really all that crazy. Actually, this probably been like the most chill times that we've had since uh wedding planning and yeah, we've All been, um, people are like, what have you been doing? Like, did you go on a honeymoon? Like, nah, we've been kicking it. Not a damn thing. <laughs> but like, in the best way possible. But we yeah, are starting no, to get like been. a little bit, um. Start crazy. Start crazy. Um, not with each other, like. No, like cabin fever. I mean, we're living in a pandemic and before we, I mean, we were going, I feel like we had moments of this beforehand. Um, but now that we don't have like a wedding to plan and like something to look forward to, it's like, so what are we gonna, where are we gonna go? What are we gonna do next? Right. Like, and I think also like our first, <clears throat> our first time on a plane slash like out of the state um, was going to Brian and Lexi's wedding. Shout out to them. Um, yes. And I think that like, I mean, flying and traveling is scary um mm-hmm. considering the situations but to see um to see it firsthand like what a airport experience was like or um you know just kind of like what those precautions were it not that it necessarily made me feel like better but like it didn't make me feel worse about like you know what i'm saying about traveling. Yeah. there was one dude who uh had like a little i'm gonna say a little frog in his throat or something um, earlier on on the flight and we as soon as we started coughing we definitely was just like huh excuse me um but similar to how like i'm a sneezer right so like no matter you, what time like of no year. matter what time of year like i'm sneezing mm-hmm. off top um so i was like you know maybe he's just a cougher you get like a good morning sneeze and a good evening sneeze in maybe like probably a like a lunchtime sneeze, sneeze but i usually i mean i guess i do usually see you now in the middle of the day yeah but you do you're the, like the three back-to-back sneezes too mm-hmm. so i hope that's what it was it was fine i mean i think that the planes themselves you know they're they're not full by any means so i think that was good and um for the most part it was like good to see everybody with masks on the whole way as we were traveling mm-hmm. but you know there's always like a few stragglers just like there are um in real life where you're like sir the mask doesn't work if your nose is out of it yeah and that was a lot of people a lot of people don't get that concept at all which like, doesn't make sense to me but you know that's neither here nor there that's not what this podcast is about but we did travel to brian and lexi's um 
wedding, which was beautiful. What a union. What a union. And they will be officially married a whole ass week tomorrow, which is exciting. It is really um, Yeah, on Sunday. So they... They had a beautiful day. They had a really beautiful day, and it came together. Um, and really, because as y'all, some of you know, last season we had Brian and Lexi as well as Alicia and Glenn, and they we were like the COVID like weddings mm-hmm. <laughs> this year. Um, at least you know, kind of in our group, we like we talked with them pretty frequently, and you know, checked in on how they were doing. And so Brian and Lexi were the last of us to get married. Um, and so now we're like, okay, so what's next? Yeah, no, definitely. But it was really cool just to to see the union, to experience it, to be a part of it. Um, you know, I was a groomsman. Una was just kind of like bouncing around, just doing Helping where I can. a lot of different odd jobs out here, and um, it was just great. It was mm-hmm. great to to be there. Um, what else happened this week? Um, we got our pictures back from Anna Marie Photography. Oh, they are beautiful. You sound like a. I just feel like that was like on a, in an animated show or something like that. Like I can see, <laughs> like a, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um. Yes, our pictures are back. We got a beautiful, beautiful album, um, from Anna. Um, and you know, I think pictures are such an interesting thing because with us um, downsizing our wedding and changing our plans, we really save quite a bit of money on our wedding. Oh, hell of money. Um. Hell and so money. majority of the money that we spent, um, because we were lucky enough to um, not really have to pay for a venue, um, like to rent out a venue, um, the majority of the money that we spent was on our pictures and our video. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, right, like you pay for your photographer, you pay for the day, but that doesn't include your prints. Um, but I am a big proponent that if I spent this much money on creating, excuse me, <clears throat> creating these memories, um, and getting them, you know, um, captured by a really, first of all, very talented photographer, Phenomenal. always please hit her up. If you are in the Wisconsin area, she will travel. She just does really beautiful work, but we were like, if this is how beautiful it looks, we really got to invest in like having these memories. So we did get prints and we got an album and the album is, you know, it's a little pricey, um, but we really felt like it was worth it just because um, it's like, how else do you get to like just flip through that? And I always remember as like a kid going to my grandparents' house, um, sorry, she's at Anna Marie photo. I'm like, just thinking of that now mm-hmm. at Anna Marie photo on Instagram um but yeah I always remember going to my grandparents house as a kid and like the first thing I would do is like go into the the corner of their living room where they had all of their like family photo albums and specifically like their wedding photo album it was just like it was just timeless it was like first of all all their pictures were in black and white and like you know it was just beautiful um and so like I can't wait to have something tangible that like our kids our grandkids someday can like flip through and be like damn those are my grandparents look, look at my grandparents look at look at paw paw <laughs> kicking it you just gotta I'll be excited yeah. um but yeah anyway so we're really excited about that um if you are in the need for a photographer in like I said in Wisconsin area or um 
really anything. If you are a photographer, she also is doing like mentorships and mm, um, doing, she has like a whole class on photo editing. And so she is really doing big things um, that are also helping make other photographers better as well. So hit her up. She's amazing. Reach one, teach one. Yes, exactly. That's what they say in the streets. They don't say that in the streets. So yeah, so I guess like the last kind of like update that we want to give you all um, is Italy because it's it's still happening, but again, just not how we initially anticipated. So right now we're trying to plan for whatever this trip is going to look like in the future. And so like we said in a couple earlier episodes, like they still have our cash, right? And... <laughs> And so, like, we're definitely going back to Italy. It's just, like, a matter of when and, like, figuring out the whole... We had a discount at first. Like, we may not be able to get that discount anymore if we don't pay in full by end of the... Like, it's a whole bunch of, like... Yeah. Honestly, ridiculous things that I'm like, this doesn't make any sense at all. But, you know, it's happening. Um, I think that as we go throughout season two, um, we're going to continue to document that journey until it's... Until it's... Until it's happening. Until I'm in Italy feet up at Villa Spotaforte. Right. Like, I'm we're just gonna we're just gonna keep keep you all up to date with that. because um, it is important still. Not only from like the financial like ties that we still have to the to the place, but like also I think it's it would be a symbolic like culmination of of everything that we've um that we've set to accomplish in our relationship, um and, and being married and stuff. Yeah, for sure. We will keep you posted. So yeah, so um, with all that being said, we are going to get into the episode, Lovers and Friends. Um, this episode is featuring one of my, you know how like you got those like people at work or like in your life that like aren't family, but like become family and like it's like auntie uncle vibes, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's Sharla. Um, and so Sharla and I work together at UNC, um, Dr. Blumel, excuse me, um, and I work together at UNC, and um, she's just a go-to of a person, um, just very genuine, very kind, and her house is super nice. It is. Um, kitchen is laid cook. out. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, just will leave the spread for you. Yeah. Um, she's a great host. She yeah. really, you know, makes you feel at home, all those things, mm-hmm. and so I, th- I guess early in the year, last year, we, we went over there um, to... To kick it, and we're like, man, we need to do this more often. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to not only have Sharla, but her wife Amy joining us for this podcast. Um, and you know, I think that we really wanted to talk with folks that we got that vibe from. Mm-hmm. Like immediately going into their home, it was like welcome. That you make yourself at home. Mm-hmm. Like she had we, socks for us. She did. She had. I forgot about the socks. She has socks. She had for us. whole socks for us so that we could be comfortable. Um <laughs> <laughs> like wild. But no, she was uh, it was just so great I think to walk into a home and for it to not just feel like, you know, the usual like, you know, make yourself at home, we have this food, but it was really like please come into my home and you could tell that this wasn't just us. Like, this is how they approach anybody being in their home mm-hmm. and how they approach, like, building friendships with, um, you know, people um, in their lives. Um, and so we really wanted to have them on just to get kind of some of their thoughts about that and um, 
I think some of the things that we first wanted to talk to them about were really just how how they build friendship together. Um, Which I feel like they, like, a part of the reason why we went to them for this episode, too, is because, like, we feel like we've seen, like, they seem like friends. Like, they're married, but, like, they also, like, seem, like, very cool with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see, like, the friendship and stuff there that exists right. within their relationship. And it was like, hmm, like, not that we're not doing that, but just like, you know, what are you all doing? That's like, it seems to be working for y'all in your marriage. Right. Very successful in that area for sure. Um, so without further ado, let's, uh, get into this episode. Well, okay. The shorter bridge version is we re-met at a club in Durham. So I believe the name of the club was called Blue Steel. Steel Blue. Steel Blue. Okay. So long ago. (laughs) Um, It was a minute, 2009. And I had seen her. I was out with some friends and I saw Amy and I was like, ooh, I know her, but I didn't remember her name. And so, of course, I told my friends, hey, I know that girl over there. And they're like, you don't know her. You're actually intoxicated and you don't need to talk to her. (laughs) So... I pivoted and I didn't say anything, but then she saw me and she came up to me. She's like, don't I know you? And I said, yes, I told my friends, I knew you. They tried to tell me I didn't know you. And so we chopped it up for a minute and I said, okay, save me a dance. And she said, okay. And the next thing I knew either she was gone or we were gone, but we missed each other. Mm. So when I got home that evening, I had texted one of her sorority sisters and I said, hey, I saw Amy. I really didn't get a chance to talk to her like I wanted to. Do you have her phone number? Yeah, yeah, yeah this, that, and a third. And this particular sister of hers, I'm also friends with. And she basically read me to ride at. She was like, um, I don't, what do you want my sister's number for? And I don't know your (laughs) intentions. Um, I'm gonna have to talk to her and get back to you. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's giving her the ride act. She, I had already reached out to her and I said, Hey, I ran into Sharla. If she asked you for my number, give it to her. All of that. This is prior to the runaround. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So she was just doing that, you know, to, you know, be fun with Sharla. But, um, but yeah, so, and we, we connected, I think we probably emailed mm-hmm. um, initially. And um, yeah, that was us re-meeting. Yep. Yeah. Couple we had of- met uh, a couple of times before right. in other settings, but. Yep, and I think probably two weeks after that, we had our first date. We went to a wine bar, and it was probably, she knew then, I think, that, like, this is it. I'm not going to speak for her. I had that feeling, but I was like, it's too soon to be knowing this is it. I just re-met you, like, this, I got to wait. I knew it was something, for sure. Um, I was in the middle of being real single, so, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know. I was being real single and um but I knew it was something there was a instant connection for sure um and she was a little hesitant but I let her know I wasn't going anywhere and you know let things happen naturally yep I was working on my doctor at the time I had ended a relationship and I was like I got all these things I don't know about like new folk and new love and all that and I'm Mm. you know trying to tell her all these statistical reasons and why this might not work and she said that's fine I'll be here when you're ready and when you figure it out <laughs> where they say that at what you mean Dan, that sounds familiar huh 
So after probably about, you know, a month of me hemming and hawing, I mean, we still like went out and did things. And finally, I was like, you just need to kind of fall into this because this is your person. Mm. I mean, it just became more and more obvious the more time we spent together that we were meant to be together. And I just needed to like let it go and not try to be in control of all situations like I am Mm -hmm. all the time. So it was a lesson in giving up control for sure. But it ended up perfectly the way it was supposed to be. So that's beautiful. And how long have y'all been married? It'll be five years next month. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And congratulations on your new wedding as well. Oh, <laughs> marriage. Yes. Yeah. I seen your pictures. Y'all was clean. I saw you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and hop right in. And it sounds like. You had kind of been in the similar maybe circles already and kind of had known each other even from a distance mm-hmm. uh, before kind of getting in a relationship. So what has having a friendship with your spouse looked like for you all? I think it so I didn't realize, I don't think until Amy and I got together how you kind of qualify like a best friend. Like I have a best friend who I've had since my sophomore year um, in high school and she's an amazing human and I love her very much. And I have lots of close friends who I've had for like 20 plus years. But again, I don't think I realized when we got together, like this person who becomes your person really does become your best friend Mm -hmm. because you bring all of you to them, the good, the bad, the indifferent, you know, the ugly, and the scared and just, you know, every emotion, the gamut that they run, you know, that's the person who's going to be there for you, who's going to show up, who's going to come early and stay late and all those things for whatever you're experiencing. And that is truly, if you pause the romantic piece of it for a moment, is like, that is what having a friend is. And I, like I said, it took me not long to figure that out, but it, it started to make more sense. Like, yeah, she is my best friend. Like, she is the person that I can just be my 100% true authentic self. And it's very important for me to be that with everyone in my life, but it's a different level Mm. of authenticity with her. Like I don't have to apologize for it beforehand or give her like a, okay, this is about to happen. I can just be. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the best part of it. Having a best friend, but also never really having to apologize for how you show up. Right. I was all I was going to add to that was definitely she is my best friend and that became apparent like really quickly and moreover I feel like we're soulmates and I think there's a that has a factor into it also cuz I don't know we're connected just weirdly sometimes like, <laughs> he reads my thoughts and and I'm not even saying them out loud and and I'm like, get out of my head. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That scares her a lot. <laughs> it does. I'll um, just answer the question. Like, she's asking questions. And I, it's not that she said anything audibly, but I can feel like this is what she wants to know. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say that. And she was like, first of all, can you please get out of my head? I said, well, isn't that what you needed? And she was like, yes, thank you for answering my question. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate it, but it is scary sometimes. But I do appreciate it. And, um... <laughs> You know, it's just everything's just kind of natural. It's, right. I don't have to really say it just happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's definitely Charlotte's definitely my best friend. 
but I think y'all do bring up a good um a good point about the like the like I think you have best friends right like in life but it is something that's like extremely different and like if anything like the purest form of like best friend shit like is a marriage in a way right. um yeah. or right. like, it could it should be yeah i mean some people mm-hmm. may not feel that way but yeah and so like as you all are about to enter into year five and like you know you're making moves making strides like how how have you all seen the connection of like building your friendships or best friendship whatever with building your marriage and like are they one and the same to you all are these like different processes is like one like how how are they connected for you all I think they're intertwined to a point, but sometimes I see like the marriage part, a lot of the times it's, for lack of better words, it's all the math, right? It's like getting the mortgage. It's like making sure that we have a living will, which we need to do. <laughs> like all of the, the marriage part to me is like the logistical stuff that we uh, need to be doing as a couple, right? Things that we need to take care of, stuff that needs to be managed in the house, et cetera, et cetera. And those things are important. And we make those decisions, you know, together. I think the building of the friendship part, that's the intimacy, that's the connection, that's the time, um, that's the spontaneousness, which is definitely more her than me. Cause I'm like, did you plan? Where are we gonna sleep at? Why are we just gonna run out here with no plan? What do you mean? <laughs> but it's that part of like really just connecting with the person's soul and their, like I said, sharing that energy and sharing space where the marriage part, it's beautiful because you get to spend your life with another person. But those pieces to me are the, the things that those are the boxes that you check about. Like, I don't see marriage for me as not the definition of a relationship. It is part of a relationship. And if you're lucky enough for it to be a positive one, then that's great, but you can have, a best friend and a soulmate and a twin flame and somebody who is going to be there for you, their most authentic self and you yours without being married. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. marriage is just a part of this process and I'm excited for it and happy that we have it. But I don't think that you have to be married to have what we have. Because mm-hmm. yeah. marriage is not for everybody. Right. The, the mm-hmm. concept, everything. So. And so what has it maybe like looked like within your process and the time that you all have spent together both married and not married of building that friendship and that part of your relationship like in terms of how we build it mm-hmm. yeah so we've been together what 11 years and some change now 11 years and change I'm telling y'all, I don't know if this is in your experience, but I would say probably from 2009 until we got married, it seemed to go by real fast. Like that time went by extremely fast. Um, And now I'm reflecting back on our wedding date and our anniversary is next month, also real fast. So I think the building of it for me is really pausing long enough to be intentional. Mm. Like we don't do this every day. But we do it often where I just stop and I say, hey, how are you doing? And not like that everyday generic, how you doing? How's your day? What do crazy people say at work? Like literally, like, (laughs) how are you doing? Because I'm, and I normally do that if I feel like it has to be done. Like there's just a feeling like the different energy 
mm-hmm. like in the house, maybe it's a different energy between us. It's not necessarily negative or bad. It's just different. And yeah, I'm like, let's talk because I think we just need to check in with each other and check in on how the both of us are doing in this moment. So for me, it's just being intentional about building up that relationship and building up that friendship by talking. Yeah. And, 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 okay. And then, um, knowing when you're, well, when she's, you know, something is off, like you feel that and being able to just ask like, Hey, I feel like you're, you know, going through something or trying to process something or, um, you're just not yourself. Um, you know, you want to talk about it. Just checking in, mm-hmm. like she's saying. And I think yeah. that that's like a, like you said, like that's not necessarily something that is linked to like marriage per se. There's like a heightened sense of awareness or like connectivity between people who are married or like have been in a relationship for longer like periods of time, um, where like that intimacy and like just knowing each other like creates like this aura of like like I feel something is weird or like I feel something that's really good and like I feel that you know just like these feelings that allow you to be more open and honest and like yourself um so yeah I feel all that for sure for sure it's almost you've made a decision married or not if you decided that you want to be coupled with this person and you decided that you want this to be your person like and I just say that like going forward like you are my person mm-hmm. not interested in any other people you decided then that somebody else's well-being well someone else's well-being matters to you as much as your own or more mm-hmm. and that is that building up a friendship and relationship to me your wellness your health your happiness, everything about that you have and that you'll experience, any sadness, any down um, negative things, all of that, your overall well-being is just as important to me or more than my own. And so I have to invest time and energy into you as much as I would invest into myself or more. Like that to me is how that buildup happens. Mm -hmm. I'm centering you like you are centering me. Mm-hmm. but also not at the loss of myself right 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 right. i like that and that centering each other really just makes us like both better for it yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so i guess then i think that that transitions nicely into like this next question of like in your relationship how has it been for you to like maintain like your individual identities then um when it comes to like like you have this responsibility, right, for this other person, um, while at the same time, like having a responsibility to yourself. So like maintaining your individual versus like couple identity um, and kind of like, what does that look like for you all um, to kind of like maintain that that balance? Yeah, I feel like we, from the very beginning, we figured out that that was something that was really important to us um, because, you know, we we're individual people. We both had things going on before we were together um, that, you know, doesn't necessarily have had, didn't need to end. Um, So we respect, you know, the things that we have going on outside of each other Mm -hmm. um, individually. Yeah. 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 We decided early that was, you know, something that was important, um, you know, for our own self well being and, you know, 
us being together. Mm-hmm. You were like a whole person before you got here. I don't expect you not to be a whole person because we're together. I never believed in that sentiment. Like this person completes me. I hate that statement. Like the person that you're with should compliment you. Mm-hmm. So if they are not in space with you or they're off doing something else, you're still okay. (laughs) And they come back, you even better, but you're still okay um, if they're not there. And, you know, both Amy and I are in different sororities and we both do like philanthropy with those organizations and other places and family is big for both of us. And we normally do drag each other to family stuff, but sometimes we're both like, you know what? I'm gonna let you go. Tell them I said, hey, you know, because sometimes you you just, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't want to deal with your own people. So you can understand when your spouse says, well, I'm going to hang back today. Do you ever feel like that's like a, like the external pressures of like others, kind of like an expectation of source of like, oh, like, like, Charlotte's here. Where's, you know, where's Amy at? You know oh what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like, because I feel like that oftentimes is like personally something that like I feel like we always hear like in passing. Like if we ever go anywhere, it's like oh like when at the crib, like how come she doesn't? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like people be so worried. Yeah. Like you come by yourself, and all of a sudden your whole relationship or your marriage right. must be destroyed because the other person is not here. <laughs> she they just want to the couch. <laughs> Right. They didn't feel like fooling with you today. That's all. They sent me. It's like the expectation (laughs) is, you know, both of you have to be together out in the streets together. Right. All the time. And I'm like, no. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) but I disagree. (laughs) For people people that, that's what what they they like. Okay. I still disagree. Um, But yeah, no. You are a whole human, like, go do you. But yes, our friends are like that. Uh, my family, especially if I come and she's not there, my dad is real quick. Where's Amy? I'm like, send her a text message. You text her anyway. Ask yeah. her what she doing. <laughs> so like all, you know, I think for other people, they have created in their mind of how they want to see you and what you are coupled. Mm. That's how I think they visualize you all the time. And it's like, yeah, but you know, I'm still this one person it's okay for me to come here by myself or to do something um without uh, my partner but I do know people we have friends and we also have family who will not do things without the other person if the other person can't go if the other person doesn't feel well the other person doesn't want to go they won't go and I mean I was joking about like that's not right but I think the concern for me is if your spouse wants to go and you don't, I don't think that you should get in the way of that, depending on what the situation is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if they're going with y'all two all the time, there may be some pause. Yeah. Might have some questions. But, you know, if they want to do something and you don't feel like it because you had a long week or you babysitting a headache or you would just rather be on the couch, I don't think that that's a big deal for them to grow their friendships and their relationships with other folks and do things without you because my expectation would be that a time will come when you want to go do something and they don't want to do it. And you shouldn't feel guilty for staying home or you shouldn't feel guilty for going out. Mm -hmm. But I think it too um, is important to, if, if there's something that you want to do as a couple, um, you know, to express to your partner that, 
hey, I really would like for us to both be there for whatever it is, you know. Tell them how important it yeah. is. Like, if this is a big deal for you to be there, then make that be known. Don't let them have to read your mind about it and be like, yeah. I'm just going to say it's fine when I really mean no. If you don't go, I'm going to hate you forever. Like, right. don't give me that. It's fine. And you really mean you need to come. <laughs> say that and say you need to come. <laughs> owner and or have a product that you want help reaching larger audiences engage the podcast wants to partner with you for season two as a collaborator with engage the podcast you and your work will be featured across our platforms in one or more of the following ways okay branded posts on our social media pages podcast commercials delivered by either us Mm. or you directly and or a podcast interview as a bonus episode If you or someone you know is interested in learning what it looks like to have ad space on our podcast episodes and social media pages, shoot us a DM on Instagram at EngageThePodcast so we can find a way to work collaboratively and grow together. All right, welcome back from that commercial, y'all. We hope that you have been enjoying the episode so far. Um, one thing that we really like about um, what Charlotte and Amy have already been sharing with us is that um, they really talked about being whole people apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we have kind of practiced this and talked about this in different ways, whether it's been in different episodes or just like in our lives. Um, but it was also like a struggle earlier, I would say earlier on in our relationship, especially oh, at sure. like Wisconsin where um, like when you weren't, at when you weren't in school yet right um and people like only knew you through me right um i remember that being a thing you would be like yeah i hate when people say like like i was anthony's girlfriend yeah Yeah. um right because i didn't have my own identity specifically on like on that campus Mm -hmm. um and so yeah that was definitely something that we had to work on work through uh and continue to i think but we have I think especially actually with the distance that we had um, when you went to grad school and I started at UW, um, it was really like when I began school at UW, I had to navigate all of that being my like being me um, and being myself. Um, and I think like our like our friendship like groups, the way that we interact with like friends um, also kind of contributes to like the different ways in which we're able to build like our full selves as well. Like I think you get a lot of energy from lots of people and you have so many different friends. You obviously have like your core group of friends, but it's like a very large core group um, in different areas, right? Like they overlap. Um, while I have a much smaller core group of friends that have just kind of stuck with me through it all. Um, and so I think that really has helped us kind of build ourselves outside of each other is Mm -hmm. the time that we spend with our friends and the conversations that we have that we then like come and bring into our relationship. Um, and I feel like as we grew in our relationship, we were actually able to like I don't know, bring that like to fruition of like early on, maybe we were having conversations that were not helping our relationship that Mm -hmm. like we were going to friends about things that we needed to communicate with each other on. Whereas Mm -hmm. now I think they not only help us grow as like people, but they help us grow with each other. Yeah. Um, 
and and so yeah, I think that Charlotte and Amy really talked about that. Um, with with being cold people, we found ways to really like, um. I don't know. Be, be true to the things that we need to like get energy outside of each other, mm-hmm. um, but that we also are, I think, in this new stage, trying to figure out how to also balance, like, friendship. We spend so much time with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to get into a little bit more about, like, the friendships that we do cultivate um, outside of our our relationship. Mm -hmm. But I like what you said about... um, about complimenting each other and I think that part of that space that you allow to be like we don't have to do everything together also allows you to like have hobbies and interests and things that you don't have to do together so that you can be better when you are together and like be whole like you said be whole people without without having to be right next to each other all the time so I appreciate that um and that kind of I think ties really well into this question as well about kind of seeing what value have I think especially I mean not that we've been married for very long but we've been coupled for a long time um and so knowing the difference or seeing the difference um in friends who are single or in really different stages with relationships and things like that And I wonder what value that you have seen in having friends who are in the same stage of life, married or just in a relationship, a serious relationship um, versus friends who aren't and what those groups have kind of brought to your relationship or your lives um, respectively. And I will add really quickly that. So when we moved down here, um, so like I knew Sydney, right, from grad school and stuff. Right. And um like Sydney uh, is in a relationship, right? And then um, Alex, who is um, Sydney's, or who was Sydney's friend now with all of our friends, um, she's also married now, right? And so like, it's Sydney, Una and Alex, and then me, Tone and Lonnie, who are um, their partners. And I really struggle with like, all of our friends, like being like just having Being. couple friends. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is this? You know well, what I'm saying? We've like, never really had any other like truly coupled friends. I mean, we have had a few here and there, yeah, but not, not like to this around us. Like, all, yeah. Two out of three of us are married, you know, like one's in a very serious relation, you know, like all this stuff. I'm just like, what's going on here? Why? I feel very, <laughs> I feel like it was very like the degrees of separation were like too, you know what I'm saying? Did you feel like you were betraying your single friends? Like, now that I'm married, I can't talk to you? Oh, no. This was even before (laughs) we got married. This was uh, a lot of people. I mean, none of us were married at the the point where we were getting together. And I think also just like... Yeah, we were all seriously like coupled. So it was, I think it was just like, it was really like a juxtaposition between kind of how we were living before we moved and now because Mm -hmm. there, and there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with Mm -hmm. it, right? We have these like friends that are so close to us but it's a really different experience than being around the friends we used to be around who were for the most part, pretty single um, and in very different walks of life. Yeah. I, so I enjoy having coupled friends. I was, whenever we would meet new ones, I would get excited. I was like, Oh, maybe they can be our couple, you know, 
mm-hmm. or you know that we can do things with um and you know some have stayed and some haven't but um I enjoy that but I also um you know we're still we still have friends that are single or became single um over time and I, I don't know I enjoy our couple friends um, for sure, and hanging out with them and doing like the whole couple game nights and things of that nature and having dinner. But I enjoy our single friends too because of their energy and just how they see the world and their lens. Just mm-hmm. interesting, you know, about what dating is like and isn't like, how they're able to do bigger shifts and pivots when it comes to their career and other mm-hmm. things because now they don't have another person that they have to really qualify and check a lot of things with. Like if I decide to take this job in New York, I'm taking it right. Mm-hmm. Or if I decide that I'm a backpack or whatever, I can do that because I'm not coupled. So I just appreciate having that other lens um, and hearing those experiences. Cause to me, really the only true difference between being coupled and not coupled is what you are currently valuing. Mm-hmm. Come on bars. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it, right? When you get, when ideally everybody's different, but when you get in a relationship with another person, your values shift because again, they're not just about you. So right. you either are taking in other values that maybe previously weren't your own, or your own get amplified, or you may even lose some because they don't work for your current relationship. Right. But as a single person, your values about you. And what you need to do and what you need to prioritize. And so that, to me, that's the biggest difference. So those relationships are all helpful and good and fruitful and unique. And I love them. But to me, it's just about a shift in what you're valuing, what you're prioritizing. And that's good. It's good to have those multi um, lenses and multi approaches to life. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so fair. It's, it kind of can become like a little bit of an echo chamber, I think. Mm-hmm. Um when you yeah. think of only having friends in certain points in their lives and if you're only surrounded by people who are going through the same experience as you so and I think that's where like I <clears throat> initially struggled like and in retrospect like it seems stupid to like not or to like have like a I guess like a, a issue or like a dissonance between like having couple friends but I think my issue was like not having like any other friends like outside of that <laughs> Um, because we were we were in a new place like it was just like a lot of transition um but I think even framing it in the sense of like you know like a lot of things had to change like in our values of like what we were looking for in friendships had to change as well especially moving down to like a whole new place Mm -hmm. um and now like I mean like we like me Tony uh Lonnie like kick it regularly like mm-hmm. we went fishing on set on sunday like we went golfing the last sunday we have I, I think we're trying to make this a thing like where we just like the homies kicking on sunday you know what i'm saying <laughs> and, like, having, and having like this tie like to our significant others makes it even like that more special um because like we have conversations you know just like uh people to to talk to and like bounce ideas around or like hey, we're going through X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, is this something that's relatable? You know, like stuff like that that you don't necessarily get um, from like other friends in, ter- in terms of like it being relatable or like something that they can provide. I won't say sound advice because like, again, you don't need to be married to like be able to tell somebody like what it is. But right. I think it, it's just like an added, an added thing um, mm-hmm. to it. But um, And I don't think, I don't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, and I don't, 
thinking about something else kind of adjacent. Um, I don't think that our friends, and maybe I can just speak for my own, but it's probably the same for yours, um, our single friends, I don't feel like they um, feel left out since we've been together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was it's, it's important for me, for my friends, not to feel that way anyway, um, my single friends. Yeah, I don't think so. I think if anything, our friends were single, they probably get more of our attention than our couple mm-hmm. friends, depending on the time of the year and the season and what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because we recognize certain times of the year maybe a little bit harder when you're a single person, mm-hmm. or if we just haven't been intentional about having them around for a while, we're like, come over, spend the night, we'll do a sleepover, we're gonna have a whole turn up, yeah. just three of us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because we want to give you that same level of attention yeah. um, that we give to our other friends, of course, that are coupled. And I think to what um, Anthony was saying about, you know, like advice, and like hanging out and like things in common. I also think is what ends up happening is you just get to have, you know, just more confidants, like folks that you right. can just, you know, connect with and share ideas with. And, you know, good, you know, the good, bad, or the indifferent. They'd be like, yeah, man, that's great. Or also, no, that's terrible. Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> but just having that um, in a, a set of couple friends and having that in friends that are single, I think, is also helpful. Helpful Because, again, we talked about varied perspective. I think it was you, Uno, who talked about the echo chamber. It's probably the same for people who have, like, kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. if everybody that they hang out with has kids, they kind of stay in that kid yeah. Right. Lane until they're with their friends who don't and they're like oh is this what people do who don't have kids yes right. this right. whole other thing over here right. <laughs> I know how refreshing it is when I have friends who who are single and like doing dating apps and stuff I'm like oh how does this work like please man because they be throwing out some names I'm like what are you what are y'all what even are you talking saying? about right man right. yeah and sometimes, yes, and friends have showed us like profiles and things and people have emailed them and I thought oh my, this is really happening <laughs> The universe knew what it was doing when we got together in 2009. Before before all of it. Yeah, I've said it several times. I'm like, I would not want to be single today. It's (laughs) it's so scary. Yeah, it's there's just too much information. There's too much of your own information that's like already online. That's like already public record. And then, you know, for me to get on like said app or what have you and have like lots of strange people trying to figure out who I am and you know nowadays we do this for people that are we just met people are just gonna start googling you right and hello I'm google <laughs> or whatever the word is like you can google me my name is gonna show up you're gonna find out where I work you're probably gonna find out how much money I make and the whole nine like yeah. <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> having this state job and all these other things and you know working for a state institution for a decade like yeah you can google my name and I'm like I don't need this extra. I don't need all these people trying to look me up. <laughs> That's so real. It's fun. It's like adjacently fun. And I'm like, this is yes. like, I will I will swipe with you. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I hope you have like the dopest profile picture. Like, let's get your right. angles right. 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 Let's exactly. get your lighting right. You. Let me help let's, you out. That let's, I can do. Let's work it out. This is way too long. Stop talking about your cat. They don't care about that. Like, me. <laughs> Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. 
So I guess to uh, wrap it up, any final words of encouragement, advice, thoughts that you can provide to us as uh, folks who are soon to be two months in the game? Actually, I think when this podcast drops, we will be um, two months in a day into our our married life. Well, how long have y'all been together? Um, we have been together going on nine years in December. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> y'all good. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, we were talking to friends, like they just dated this person for three months, and all of a sudden they engaged and then they get married tomorrow. Wait, and right. you're like, wait. What? Yeah. But just like that, like, how long have you known them? Four months. Uh, that's not. We're not going to judge them. Though. No judgment, but um, call me. If you need right. me, right. just call me. me. But I mean, you all have been together for a while, which that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, my only advice would be that be very intentional about your time together because it honestly goes by extremely fast. And we have the fortunate of being a lot older than the two of you so we also have friends who are a lot older than us who have unfortunately are in the age range where they have lost their spouses Mm -hmm. and that has been the information that they have shared with us like you will blink your eyes and it'll be 20 years or 30 years and really just be intentional about your time together like cherish your time apart with friends and family because that is also important but when you are with each other try to be with each other try to put that phone away don't it doesn't always have to be centered around tv like and like little benign things that you don't think matter really matter like taking that walk to the mailbox um taking that ride to the store because i'm quick Mm -hmm. to tell him i don't feel like it and then i'll be like let me go Mm-hmm. because yeah. you know what I mean it's just those moments are you know they're not necessarily always going to be an opportunity to do that so yeah. just take an opportunity to be intentional with your time together I think that's the biggest relationship lesson that I have learned thus far yeah I would co-sign that mm-hmm. um, I don't know and just keeping the communication oh, yeah. the communication um, open and honest yeah don't be afraid to tell your spouse anything no matter what it is i mean i know some stuff might scare you and you think oh this is gonna scare them maybe but it's probably more scary for them not to know mm-hmm. and then find out later that this is the thing you were experiencing or this thing that was you know causing you harm or even this thing that you were excited about um that they could have supported you in just tell them let them know mm-hmm. um because they're going to be your fan. They're going to be yeah. your cheerleader, the coach, all the things. So I think that is, that's really important. Um, maybe the only other thing is like, I think we always talk about like how amazing the honeymoon phase is. And so when Amy and I first got together, she's like, I'm going to wear rose colored glasses forever. And we're just going to be in a honeymoon forever. And I told her, I said, I hear you. And you also need to know that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> but I wanted it to be a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> Eventually, the glasses will come off. And everybody is here in real time and off the honeymoon. 
so with that though don't lose the feeling you cannot be on the honeymoon in our, you know, my opinion for your whole relationship, but you know what that feeling is like. Take an opportunity to capture that as much as you can, whenever you can. If it's taking a vacation, if it's taking a drive, like put yourself back in that honeymoon phase where you don't have any other cares but each other as often as you can. Yeah. Look at y'all <laughs> with the bar. Bar. As soon as I was like, oh, we're going to get Charlotte on the podcast, Charlotte and Amy on the podcast, I was like, I already know it's going to be Jim Drops. <laughs> I already knew it was going to be Jim Drops. You're so much. <laughs> and that's why I appreciate it. Hey, well, we hope you enjoyed that conversation that we had with Charlotte and Amy. Um, we're just so grateful to have them as a part of our um, North Carolina family, um, you know, moving down here um, or just moving to a new place in general is always like a one big transition. But to have um, folks like them, folks like Sydney Tone, Alex Lonnie, um, just like our our community here of like couple friends um, and then like thinking about like other folks like Germany, for example, mm-hmm. and just like, you know, other people who are around the area um, who just always show love. Um, we really do appreciate um, just having them in our lives and um, being able to have these um, these different groups of people or these different individuals that like feed us and feed our relationship um, and we seek to do the same. For sure and I think uh, of all the times right um, moving so far away from quite a bit of the people that we had um, you know before um, it was challenging to like keep that balance. Um, but I think something that has come out of, you know, being in quarantine, um, in these times is that we really have also like found ways to continue to, um, you know, love on people from afar, whether that's like through FaceTime or what have you. Um, and yeah, we just really appreciate all our friends. I think they have made a mark in our lives that, um, I don't know that we would be in the place that we are without without our friends. So we love all of you, those who are close, those who are far away, um, those who we talk to frequently, those who um, we still, you know, it's like we, we never had any space between us when we talk. So we appreciate you for all that you are and all that you make us. Bless you, Abby. Bless you, buddy. You feel the same way? Okay. All right, for sure. We're going to end it on... Abby, you got anything else you want to say? <laughs> okay, we'll take those. All right, y'all. It's been a pleasure. Um, follow us on Instagram. Slide us some stars. Five stars, please. Yeah, go ahead and add a review while you're at you it. Know, a little you know? comment. Don't text me. Text text iTunes. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's hey, true. this is a great episode. Okay, copy and paste that into, I don't know, a caption or a comment, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to leave it on. We'll talk to y'all later. Appreciate y'all. This episode of Engage the Podcast was produced by me, Unai Fay, and Anthony. Our theme song was created by Anthony and produced by me, and the rest of our podcast music was created by James Grissom. Please make sure you slide us five stars, comment, share, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show, and be sure to follow us at Engage the Podcast on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. Peace.